Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio from the CEP Network. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and hit that subscribe button and give us that five-star rating. And while you're at it, give us a like and a share on the socials and tell all your friends about the variety that you get right here on the CEP Network. The CEP Network now has a promo code for one of the best nutrition and supplement companies in the business for you, the listener, to use. Just go to truenutrition.com, look at all their great products, place your order, and when you go to make your payment, type in CEPN in the promo code box for 5% off of your entire order. It's that easy. We're excited to be able to promote such a great company and happy that our listeners get to benefit from it as well. In this episode, Patrick and I chat about Machine Gun Kelly and the suit that he wore to accept his VMA, Joe Rogan's Spotify deal and his latest guest, Miley Cyrus, crossover musical artists, Kirk Cousins trying to get Creed to play his birthday party, and so much more. If you would like to get a hold of Patrick Blair or myself, you can reach out on the social medias. You can reach us on the Cerebral Entertainment Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages. And if you have any topics you would like to hear us cover about music, sports, or pop culture, email us at cerebral at thecepodcast.com. Now, let's get into the episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the second try of this episode of Raised on the Radio. Uh, There was many technical difficulties yesterday and now we're back at it to see what we can come up with i am one half one half of this show colt brocado my good friend patrick blair is with me and are you ready what show is this i already said raised on the radio didn't i not what app is what is it episode what oh uh 34 i think no 35 i don't know 34 or 35 I find it interesting that we have the most technical difficulties 35 episodes in. Well, listen. Sometimes, go prog- ahead. sometimes is, you have to go where through... This you str- boast about all of your new equipment some, that you don't some, know how to use. Some t- <laughs> sometimes you have to go through struggles to make progress. I hear you. And that's what we're doing, that's right? That's fine. No, it's good. I can tell you right now, the best thing is that you are on a computer screen right now and not yeah. on my phone because I'm not like having to squint to see you fair enough because that hurts my eyes and then i blink a lot and then i look dumb even dumber than my face already is so okay well you said it i did not speaking of dumb faces right before the show we were talking about miley cyrus being on joe rogan's podcast and i only say that because you are the one that called, said she has a dumb face so yeah. so explain uh what your issue is with miley cyrus and the the clip that you sent me about Miley Cyrus burning Joe Rogan. Yeah. Well, look, it's, it came up on my Twitter feed, and someone I don't I don't someone who I, I guess someone who I follow posted it, but said Miley Cyrus burned Joe Rogan, and it's a very short clip, which the context isn't really there for me. They're talking about something, and Joe Rogan said along they were watching a girl dance. Okay. And Joe Rogan said something along the lines of, oh, you know, such and such. And he goes, yeah, they drop down like this. They always drop down like this. They do the same thing every time. And she goes, yeah, kind of like when I listen to your show. It's, it's the same thing every time. And that was the end of the clip. Okay. And so, so, so just off of that clip, I have not watched the episode. Yeah. Nor do I plan to. That is a a bitchy thing to say 
I thought it was cunty. And can I say the and, C word on our show? I well, you already did. <laughs> I can take it back. <laughs> but the the other thing is too is like I don't know if that was just like a general burn just for fun, or if she halfway somewhat meant it. Because if she meant it. What that tells me is she literally just is doing the show for exposure, period. I'm glad you said that. So what's important to know is that when I texted you that clip, I said, I think Joe Rogan is going to regret this Spotify deal. Because with this Spotify deal, he has now opened up to major, major celebrities such as Miley Cyrus. Not that he wasn't getting major people before, but he wasn't getting Miley Cyrus. Well, do we know what what the back... the the details are of this deal as far as does Spotify choose any of the guests that he has on or is does he still control all of that? Now, I want to say that he said on one of the episodes right after he signed that he has control of that. Okay. I'm not buying it. I'm not <laughs> I'm not buying that one bit. I could I could see him wanting Miley Cyrus on the show in general. Just I could because he's talked about how he likes her before and his kid yeah yeah no I I totally totally. However, I'm just saying, with this Spotify deal comes these celebrities who don't necessarily give a fuck about Joe Rogan. The one thing that he's had to his benefit is that it's been Joe Rogan and friends. So he can dictate the direction of the show, and he has sort of free reign as to what he says and the questions he asks and and really the direction that the show goes. Mm -hmm. He can kind of dictate how that other person's going to feel. Because typically it's been people who look up to him, are friends with him, have worked with him at some point, whatever the case may be. Someone like Miley Cyrus, I'll be honest, I don't think she gives a fuck about Joe Rogan. And like you just said, because he's now got this Spotify deal, it opens her up to a new group of listeners, perhaps. It's good It's good publicity for her. Right. Great publicity for him. Right. But... He's going to have to deal with these bitchy celebrity types firing back at him because their feelings get hurt right away. Right. He's not used to that. Um, I noticed this on one of the last shows, too. He had and these are people who are supposed to be his friends. But I've noticed a turn in. in, I don't know what it is, but. One of the last shows he did with he had. um, Whitney Cummings and Annie Letterman on at the same time. And Annie Letterman kind of did the same thing that Miley Cyrus did, where she was like, I think she was talking about how I hate how every conversation we have is about bears or something like that. And like basically poking fun at him. But you could tell he was like, listen, like, all right. Uh, Not to say that he has soft skin and he can't take it. Right. But I I feel like there's a certain tone that comes with this. So Miley Cyrus's tone to me was sort of like, yeah, and oh, by the way, your show sucks. Like, that's what I heard. Right. I heard, your show sucks, dickhead. That's what I heard. Like, now, like, it, like if, if, if the conversation were too extended, it would have been Joe Rogan saying, well, then why are you here? Like, in my head, now, this is how the conversation would have gone. Joe Rogan would have said, why are you here? And then she would have answered, exposure. Like, this is good publicity yeah. for me. That, that, I don't think he did that. I know he, he chuckled didn't. a little bit. I know he didn't, but without without having the end to that clip and what was next, that's what my that's right. what my head goes to as what the how, how the conversation should have went if they were both being honest. <laughs> like I know it's not it's not even a burn. It's just a little fun jab, right? 
but coming from certain people just sounds so bitchy. (laughs) Like I told you, I tried to, I started the episode. I got about two minutes in and her voice. It's terrible, man. And her stupid face and her stupid mullet and her dumb flat ass that should never twerk again in the history of the universe. I just, I don't like her. I never have. Okay, whatever. Fine. She's talented. Everyone loves her. Whatever. I don't like her. There's something about her, man. Now, look, I have enough self-awareness to know that there are 1,000 people who, probably more than that, who have seen me and go, look at this fucking asshole. I get it. Look, there are probably look, some look people the, saying, look at that asshole in his flat ass. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure people have said that about me. I understand that. I'm just, I'm just letting you know. Um, but I tried, I couldn't get, I couldn't get past her voice. Um, you said, you said that she should never twerk again. Was she at the beginning? Was she at the forefront of twerking? Um, she was at the forefront of twerking, becoming a joke and white people being forsaken from twerking forever because she did it with her little fucking bacon flap ass. So who, who started twerking when it became the word twerking? Do you think? Like who, who? Oh God, I have no idea. I, I thought you were up on this. I thought you had all I the mean, knowledge when it came to twerking. Who started? To, I have no idea. I know twerking to go all the way back to my childhood with like groups like fucking, um, Jesus, um, the 69 boys and shit, like the videos they had, like, uh, okay. yeah, anyway. But it wasn't called twerking back then, right? Isn't twerking um, a newer word? No, it was called popping because you popped your ass. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I got to get up on my twerking history, apparently. Um, thank you for exposing my 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 that, whiteness that, here. That's the research Appreciate that it. I want you to do before next show. I want, I want I to will. know I will. who was at the forefront of twerking. Uh, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. Twerking has been around since the beginning of mankind. We just started calling it twerking at some specific <laughs> point. And I, don't, I don't know when that was or who was doing it when we did it. So, I'm going to go with Miley Cyrus. I, I don't think you should give her that credit. I feel she's been given enough false credit as it is in her career. We don't need to give her that either. Ooh, that's a good conversation. False credit for no, what? It's, no, it's not. False credit for what? Um, I don't know. See, this it's gonna here I am being a hater again. That's what people are gonna say. Um, like songwriting credits and things like that. Hmm. I think I talked about this before. Just because you're in the room when the song's being written doesn't mean you wrote the song. Okay. That's now I wasn't in the room either, so maybe she did contribute, <laughs> but I'm I'm being a hater and I'm guessing that she did not. Why do you, why do you guess that though? Like what what gives you you have no inside um, information on songs that were no, written by no. somebody else? So you're, no, I'm just so, so you're guessing well, just no, to be can, a hater. No, 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 no. You can look up her album credits and you can see all okay. of the producers and songwriters on it. Gotcha. But she's listed as a songwriter. Okay. You know, I, I would call that a stretch. <laughs> I think like most pop stars, she shows up to sing and that's it. Okay. But that's that's the business, man. And believe me, I am a hater because if if some if let me just see who let me look up one of the producers on her record. Hold on. Okay. Uh uh uh, uh. 
where is it? Okay. Um, let me see. See, this is an area, definitely an area where you are more not like you would name producers and I have no idea who you're talking about. You can name producers on Pharrell. a lot of different. Pharrell was a producer on, on her biggest record. Oh, really? Pharrell. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, one of many. But so if Pharrell, he's listed as a songwriter and producer. Okay. If he called me and said, hey, man, I got this this track for you. Everything's written. I just need you to come in and sing it. My integrity wouldn't stop me from going, okay, Mr. Pharrell, I'll be there soon. <laughs> I would hang up the phone and say, thank you. So I would say, thank you so much hang up the phone and catch the next, the next flight to a studio. And I would do it. Um, so yes, that's just me being a hater. Do you think that's, but I also, do you think that's done a lot now? Or do you think, well, I guess they're probably both in LA. I bet. Right. Is Miley Cyrus what? in LA? I'm sure she is. Yeah. I was just wondering like in the music industry, how much remote, um, recording is being done now nowadays as far as like if you have somebody who is a guest on a song or whatever do they go to a their own recording studio and record it and send it over and then it's mixed in with something else that somebody else did somewhere else i think it happens a lot more now um than it used to um but you got to keep in mind you have so many you have so much access to technology that will allow you to do so. Right. I read an interesting article. Well, yeah, interesting article. Tom Morello was talking about how unimportant guitar has become in music. He says it's still one of the most important things because he said he thinks because music has taken such a, a left turn towards production and digital production that Kids aren't really learning how to just plug in a guitar, an electric guitar and shred for four hours. Right. You know, they're getting on the computer and they're creating songs that way, which look, I mean, you can do that. You can open up GarageBand, you can pick an electric guitar sound and you could shred all you want that way right. instead of picking up the guitar. But he said he's like, it's, it's kind of becoming like a lost art and he doesn't want to see it become that, um, and I think coming from him, that means more than most people because of all of the innovative stuff he did with guitars, um, especially with Rage Against the Machine and then Audio Slave. But um, he said he made, an, he made a good point, though. He's like, some kid could recreate the White Album by the Beatles on their phone. You know, an album that everyone considers to be the best album ever made, someone can make on their phone now. So... Yeah, recording remotely and doing all those things. Yeah, you have so much access to that. So, Pharrell, give me a call. I'll do it here at home. <laughs> yeah. So do you think that we will have, in the near future, a Miley Cyrus on Machine Gun Karen's album? <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say no. You don't think so? I'm going to say no. So you have to explain who Machine Gun Karen is, and also, how dare you? Okay, first off, how dare I? Yeah. I You can hate, but I can't hate. No, I, re I really don't hate. It's just... So anybody who doesn't know, I am talking about Machine Gun Kelly, but the pink suit that he... I mean, what was that for, again? What was he wearing that for? The MTV Video Music Awards. That was for the VMAs? 
That was his. That was the outfit he was wearing when he accepted his award. Okay. He won for best alternative. I don't even know if they say best alternative video anymore. I think it's just best alternative. But yeah, he won. So he was wearing that when he accepted. And you think that this means he's playing the game and he's playing it well. Yeah. No, he's not only is he playing the game, but he's calling the plays. He's the quarterback and he's calling the plays in the huddle. Fuck the coach. Fuck the offensive coordinator. <laughs> I got the plays in the huddle. That's what he's doing. I'm telling you. He's playing all of us. I'm telling you. Look, I saw, you know, I saw a bunch of memes after after that pictures of that came out. Like there were a bunch of memes saying, uh, this is what happens after you battle Eminem. Uh, you turn into Machine Gun Karen, all these things. There was pictures of him with the Golden Girls. Um, you know, whatever. And I mean, to, people have to understand, he was wearing a pink sleeveless pantsuit with a turtleneck. I mean, I don't even know what it was. <laughs> I don't know what it was. But like I said to you, was it really any worse than what we used to see, like, or what we still see Steven Tyler wear or... Robert Plant or any of the classic rock guys or any of the hair metal guys like I, is it any more ridiculous you know I wouldn't say that it's more ridiculous I guess the difference would be that like when you talk about Steven Tyler and guys like that they always dress that way so I guess this would be a new thing for MGK like he hasn't always dressed this way so now it's just blows people's minds that he's doing this so you're saying because he's hip hop and he had some sort of street cred so we think he can't dress like that. I didn't say he couldn't. I'm just saying that's why people's minds are being blown. Mm. I, I find that weird because have people seen how Kanye dresses or Drake or any of these dudes? It's no different. It's no different. The difference is, is he wore bright magenta. Machine Gun Kelly did. <laughs> like it was a bright pink. It wasn't like a carnation, like an Easter color. It wasn't like a you you know you see stupid old middle aged dads on the golf course wearing pink polos. No 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 no, it wasn't that pink. This was like bright smack you in the face pink. <laughs> um, but he even went to his Instagram page and was like, I can't believe men in 2020 are mad at pink or insecure about wearing pink or whatever he said. I was like, that's when I when I saw that I go, dude, he's playing the game. He's playing the game. It's only helping him. For, keep putting out memes. It's only helping. Right. Any publicity um, is still publicity, so. Yeah, but it, it's that, but it's also showing that, look, man, if you're going to, uh, well, I put, I'll, I'll equate it to this. I think he was sort of, uh, he was kind of his own person in hip hop. He was a white rapper, skinny white rapper, came out at a time where there weren't a lot of mainstream white rappers okay. when he came out. And he kind of stood out as his own thing. He, he, and it took him a while to develop into what I consider to be Machine Gun Kelly. The early stuff, like Wild Boy and things like that, yeah. He, he had to put out records like that to sort of get in with the hip-hop crowd. But as he evolved as an artist, he really started settling into who he is. Not that he didn't know who he was before. I just think he, he has a record label to answer to and a career to sort of he has to take a specific approach and in a safe, and I'm using air quotes there, approach. But he's settled into his own, and now he's developed this sort of style, this image, and all that good stuff. So without that, 
without that sort of self-confidence and that sort of I don't give a fuck attitude, would it be hard for people to buy the fact that he's a rapper now making a pop punk album? Maybe. Right. Maybe. Right. But because he's so self-confident and because he has the I don't give a fuck, it's a lot easier to swallow for most people. Is he going to lose his street credit with the hip hop crowd? I don't know. But if you look at the timeline of all the things that have gone on with him, he puts out a really successful record that was very much a rock tinged sound mixed with hip hop. Right. He, he worked in a lot more and the album's called Bloom. He worked in a lot more rock and roll pop and mixed it in with hip hop. And then what happens is Eminem disses him. A very short thing happens on Eminem's um, kamikaze thing that he brought out. Machine Gun Kelly sees it and responds immediately. Right. And his response is one of the biggest things he's ever done. Now, did he win that battle? I don't know. Eminem's comeback was, it was funny and it was clever and it was creative. But Machine Gun Kelly did his in two days. It took Eminem two weeks. And then right after Eminem put his out, Machine Gun Kelly goes on the biggest hip-hop radio show in the universe and calls it a six. He says, yeah, it's whack. It's a six at best. Like, if you look at the timeline of those events, I'm telling you, the dude knows what he's doing. So he does that and then releases an EP, okay? Right after this happens, he releases an EP. That EP is like a... If you listen to it, to me, what it is, is it was a palate cleanser preparing you for the record he brought out then after the disc record with Eminem, which was all hip hop, no rock. It was a complete hip hop record. But the genius thing that he did is before he released that record, okay, he put out a pop punk song with Youngblood as a guest artist on it and Travis Barker blows up. Sells a million copies. I think it sold a million copies up to this point. So he puts out this EP. It doesn't get received well because people thought, oh, you just were in a battle with Eminem. You're going to put out uh, a hip-hop classic, which really I don't think it was meant to be that. I think it was meant to keep the voices chattering, keep the buzz up, so you could then put out his real record and then the introduction to pop punk, right? So when I'm looking at the timeline of those events, I'm just going, man, I think he's playing it perfectly. Or it could be com- it could be total luck coincidence because yeah. it could be. I don't think it. I don't think that's the case. So um, so so my question is, Eminem has had some of these types of battles or beefs with other artists in the past. You think it's just because of social media that this one got so big? Um. I mean, th- there's been there's been rappers and hip hop artists in the past that Eminem's had a beef with, where he talked about them on a song, and they returned and did the same thing against him, or vice versa, where they like badmouthed him on a song. Uh, well, this is I mean, I guess, I guess it's older. Um, like insane clown posse. I don't count that. Uh, I, I really count them as the only ones to ever on record go on wax and actually respond to him. What about like, um, and this might not even come across your radar, but like a uh, Benzino, is it Ray Benzino? Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. What did he say? I don't know. There was a big, that, um, 
Eminem put out that song Nail in the Coffin. Okay. I mean, it was, I know it was a long time ago, but he put out that song that was all, all the whole song was about him. And apparently Benzino made a song talking about Haley, Eminem's daughter, or he mentioned her name in a song. And yeah, it went, I'm pretty sure that Eminem has actually dissed Will Smith in a song before too. Okay. But come on. I know. I'm just saying, I'm just naming artists that I know that have, he has, had beefs beefs with in the past at some point. I missed out on this whole Benzino thing as I'm looking it up. Yeah, I told that totally passed me by. Keep in mind too, I'm not an Eminem fan, so I don't I don't watch closely at all what he does. Um, the only reason I know about the MGK thing is because uh, I follow him on social media. And I remember all of the reaction videos I saw on YouTube after his song came out. Um, I mean, it was just all over YouTube. So Okay, so that diss that MGK did towards Eminem, do you, do you think it mattered what he really said in that, or is it just the fact that he did it when he did it? And uh, the reason why I'm asking is, like, do, do you... Like, is that EP worthy? Is what the, the disc that he made, is that musically worthy of putting on an EP or anything like that? Yeah, 100%. I think it's worthy. Do I think it would have mattered what he said? I think at the time, I think people were just surprised that he actually had a response. But then once, once people started listening to it, they were kind of like, oh, this is, this is actually pretty clever. Like he's actually, he's actually, you know, spitting bars on this. Like, this is cool. Um, but also people said this is career suicide because no one battles Eminem. I'm going to go have to go ahead and listen to Benzino's. I had no idea that that happened. Yeah. Listen to nail in the coffin. Actually, I remember that it happened, but I don't, I just remember now. I'm like, I don't fucking care. Now I've got, I've like, actually got the beat bumping in my head for that song. Yeah. I like it. But anyways. anything Eminem related, I usually don't care. I don't pay attention. Uh, shame on me. I know he's the greatest ever. Not in my opinion. He's not, I don't I'm not a fan. There's another stupid face. <laughs> Just mean mug the camera and everyone will believe you're anyway. Um, so to wrap up what I was saying, I think the timeline of events that have happened in Machine Gun Kelly, it's all been topped off with not only was he nominated for a VMA, he performed at the VMAs and he won. And then after he wins, he goes viral with this fucking outfit. Like, what more could you ask for a pop star? Like I said, when you get nominated for a, v- a VMA, you cross over to complete mainstream pop level status within the music community and within pop culture. So what more does a pop culture icon want than people talking about his clothes for fuck's sake? Forget about the music. So does this change anything when he goes back? You you have said that you think he's going to go back to hip hop. Like this is, this transition into pop isn't, permanent i think he will yeah i don't see why he wouldn't i don't think it's going to be a hard transition back to hip-hop by any means he has a loyal fan base man i've seen the dude live like people you know i don't think those people are going anywhere even if he does pop punk a lot of these kids were kids that listened to pop punk and discovered hip-hop perhaps through machine gun kelly or through some of the artists that came before him so no, I think it'll be okay. If it, if any, if anything, 
if anything. He has so much fun doing this pop punk shit and it does well that he just sticks with it. And I don't think that's a bad idea either. Will he experience the same sort of mainstream level success? Possibly. But that's one of the things that I loved about the VMAs is that they're acknowledging rock music again. And I understand pop punk is a subgenre of rock and we got to be careful about whatever. It's still rock music to me. There's electric guitars. There's aggressive. There's heavy. There's hard hitting drums. It's rock music. Right. I don't care if it's pop influenced or whatever the case may be. Um, so the fact that MTV is sort of letting that coexist again with mainstream pop and hip hop, it's great. But you got to understand MGK is one of the reasons that they can do that. They're, it's possible for MTV to go, all right, cool. Let, yeah, let's 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 open the doors to this again. People like MGK, artists like another one that was nominated. Uh, and I totally forgot about this, but 21 Pilots. Um, who else? I'm trying to think now. Green Day. Are you talking about in that, that category? I'm talking about like newer, oh, okay. newer, newer artists that are popular. Well, guys like Youngblood. Youngblood has rock songs. Um, so with artists like that, it's making it okay for MTV to accept rock inf influenced or inspired music back into the mainstream. So he could just stick with pop punk. Who knows? Might work, might not. You never know. So does that consider? So, does that? define him as a crossover artist because he goes from hip-hop to pop-punk? Maybe. I mean, yeah, I would say yes, but he, I think he already crossed over because he's had pop, like, total pop songs. Like, guess, Bad I, Things was the pop song. I guess you know? that, that feels weird to me, like, the whole crossover artist thing because, like, in the past, I guess, like, say you hear a rock artist or a hip-hop artist or rap artist or whatever train, do, like, a country song. Or something like that, or you know, I, that that seems for me more of a crossover. I guess because the realm of rap and hip hop compared to country is so far away from each other versus like pop punk and hip hop. Or do you, th or do you not think that? Do you think it's just as far away on both sides? Uh, I think country is a lot further away from hip hop and rap than pop punk. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. But it's been done. It's been done. Um, that Nelly Tim McGraw song was fucking huge. That was that's actually the one that was popping in my head. That over and over. Look what I, that song. That song was ginormous. Look, ginormous. Like I so when that song, when that song came out, I was working in a mall, and I was working in an urban mall. Okay, uh, I'm pretty sure. Yes, I was the only the only white kid that worked at the store that I worked at. That song was on every radio station, whether it be urban, pop, whatever, country. That song was on every radio station. And believe me, the only thing we had on the speakers in our store was the the urban stations. That song got played every 15 minutes. And everyone <laughs> fucking loved it. Everyone loved it. So it's not impossible, even though country is... It, really far away so i so two other people that pop in my mind would be like kid rock or aaron lewis do you consider both of those crossover artists what from oh the country i mean yeah. is it isn't I mean, what kid rock is doing now that's considered country right or is it not it's like country maybe it's like country rock or something because like back to like 
Devil Without a Cause and stuff like that. That was definitely rock. I don't know what he's done lately. I don't, um, either. I don't either. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know I've heard that he's country. I haven't really checked any of the stuff out. I do know that I saw him live uh, in like 2014, maybe. And it's one of the funnest shows. It's one of the funnest times I've had at a live show. It was so much fun. He was, it was so entertaining. Um, and I don't necessarily like him or I certainly don't like his politics and the shit he says in the media about politics. But when it comes to just good old fashioned fun rock and roll, it's he has that nailed, at right. least in my mind. But I like stuff like that. Like, I don't think it's corny. It's not something that I, it's not my go-to, you know what I mean? Yeah. But as far as live music goes, that shit's fun, man. It's, it's fun. It's just fun. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess they're crossover. I would say Aaron Lewis more so than... Because Aaron Lewis is like a bona fide country artist now, right? He doesn't do anything rock anymore. Is, but he doesn't do anything is, like... Is Stain not a band anymore? guitars, it's all steel guitars and... Right? Is Stain not a band anymore? I have no idea. Oh. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> so what about like, uh, Bring Me the Horizon? So I, I'm not saying crossover as in... I guess how I want to describe it is like from their early days to now, would you consider them crossover? Cause they were, I guess like, no, what, you don't think so? No. So what do you think the early days were considered compared to what now is? Uh, the early days were mall core. Mall core. What does that mean? Hardcore? What? Uh, metal that you would find in a mall, typically it a hot topic. Mall. Okay. That's actually, is that actually a term? Might be. I have no idea. I knew I knew like metalcore was was a term, but I've never heard of mallcore. Metalcore is definitely a term. They are metalcore, but I consider them to be mallcore. And believe, I'm not saying that I've coined that term. Someone else said it. I heard it. Okay, I've run with it. <laughs> but it's true. But it's true. And there's nothing wrong with that either. Nothing wrong with that. So if you're if you're if you're if your main listener shops at a hot topic, there's some sort of <laughs> pop culture. There's some sort of pop culture landscape there for you right so no i don't think they've crossed over i think they've evolved into more pop and less of the mall core so there's a difference between evolving and crossing over crossing over is what you're saying i don't know man <laughs> that's why these people are more, more successful than me i don't <laughs> fucking know perhaps if i knew how to evolve or even cross over i'd be in better shape musically than i am currently i don't know you're just sitting there like i was in a band once I didn't, it didn't work. <laughs> no, several bands that didn't work. So you gave it I a good know. try though. <laughs> we gave it our best effort. <laughs> I can say this. I've done some cool shit, believe me, but I've never gone viral because of my clothes. Okay. <laughs> that's it. That's all. That's all I have to say. Um, I'm curious to, Who's the other guy that went country? I don't know. I wish I don't know anything about country music. I couldn't tell you anything. What's, so, but what's the other Apparently. rap artist that was on a huge country song? Uh, um, Ludacris. He was on. He was on that song. The. Uh, Are you sure it was Luda? Yes, it was with. I can, how's the hook go? 
Cruz. Uh, oh, shit. Um, oh, God. Florida Georgia Line. That wasn't... Luda did Luda did a song that song. Is that sure Luda? Are you sure Luda did that? I'm pretty sure. Let's look I it up. I think that's Nelly. He did that song too. I think. You're right, Ludacris. Holy shit, you're right. Ludacris was on a different one. Hold on, I'll find it. <laughs> uh, God. So Nelly's just like fucking. I'm country. I don't give a fuck. He's also going to be on. Yeah, Dancing because with the because he did two country songs like fifteen years apart. No, I'm, I mean I'm kidding. Obviously, I know. I would never. I would never dare talk shit about Nelly. I've also defended him on this podcast. I believe you have Jason Aldean "Dirt Road Anthem" featuring Ludacris. I don't think I've ever heard that. Really. I'm sorry. All right. I'll edit this out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I've heard this, but I've never heard Luda's part in this. Oh, that's terrible. Why are they doing this? You know what I don't like about that? Besides besides everything? Is Uh, that the way he was just spitting bars sounded like he was reading it off of a paper. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't it? You let me just uh, we have to you can never again in your life say that Jason Aldean <laughs> was spitting bars. OK, don't do that. Chilling on the dirt road. Um, I don't know where Ludacris is on that. I'm not going to listen to it enough to find out. So good for Ludacris. Sure. What can you do? I guess. Dirt road anthem. I'm sure there are way more that T.I.'s on one. Really? Who was Brantley Gilbert? I know the name. Couldn't tell you what he sings, what he does. Well. So Nelly really did that Florida Georgia Line song, huh? Yeah. Wow. You learn something new every day. Did you? So I know you're a big Nelly fan, and I'm sure part of that, or a lot of that comes from just him being in Saint, from St. Louis. I mean, I'm, well, I'm, I'm sure you're a big fan of his music well, too. But the reason I'm asking is, are you a, a big enough fan where like you've you've downloaded his discography? No. Like he had not just the country songs, but he had some major hits after. I mean, way after like country grammar and stuff like that too. Like you know how big Shaker Tellfeather was. Oh yeah, that song was massive. Well, that wasn't that long after Country Grammar. Are you sure? I think I was in high school yeah. when Shake Your Tail Feather came out. That means nothing to me. You I know just got doesn't. out of high school yesterday. I hate everything about you. Well, <laughs> let's look up his discography real quick. Uh, here we go. The reason why I asked that is because I don't know what... Yeah, that song was huge. You're right. Like, he put out those two albums, like, not far apart from each other, Sweat and Sweet. 
and I don't remember what's on one of those. Is Shaker Tail Feather on one of those? That might have been so, on Sweat. No, no, no. Uh, grills. Okay. That was on one of those. Remember Grills? Eh. What is it? What? Grills? Do you remember the song Grills? I'm not sure that I do. Oh, man. Okay, so right two years after Country Grammar, he put out Nellyville. Yes. Nellyville had Hot and Her. Air Force Ones. Number one. Hip Juice, Air Force Ones. Number Dilemma, one. Dilemma, which was the huge song. Kelly Rowland, yes. Yeah. You already know all this. I Dilemma, know. Why right? are you telling me? Or, uh, number one. Yes. So Shake Your Tail Feather was... Was that someone else's song? Was it? Maybe. So, okay, so... Sweat and Suit had, yeah, see, I don't know these songs as well. Hang on. Uh, I don't know any of these songs, dude. What was the, what was the, damn, he had Mob Deep on one of these songs? And Alchemist produced it? I need to listen to this. Dude. I'm sleeping big time. Um, So what was the concept behind doing a double album? Was, was one a, was one a, sound and the other was another? I don't know. I need to check this shit out. I'm I know they came out not too far. I don't think they came out at the same time. I don't know. Does it give I'm, you the I'm, years that those came out? Did they all both come out in the same year? Yeah. I don't know any of these songs, man. I don't think this record did that well as far as like commercially. Well, that, that's why I was asking. So, okay. But, uh, oh. So that over and over was his song, not Tim McGraw's song. Oh, really? Yeah, and it was on that record. It was on the suit part of the record. How do you, how do you know that it was his? Just because it was on his record, couldn't have t- couldn't yeah, it's Tim, on his record. Couldn't Tim McGraw yeah. put it on one of his also? I don't know. Um, so Sweat and Suit came out in two thousand four. Okay. He didn't release. He didn't release another record until two thousand eight called Brass Knuckles. I don't think that had, yeah, that record did not do well at all. I don't think I've ever even heard that, heard of the that. The album cover is just a picture of him super jacked without a shirt on. Singles, cut it out. Yep, nothing. And then he released 5.0 in 2010, which had that Just a Dream song on it, which was a giant song. And then he released M.O. in 2013. He hasn't put out a record since 2013. So that, so that, I guess he didn't put out that Florida Georgia Line song on anything that he did. No, I don't think so. Wow. Yeah, I guess I fell off after, like I was really big into Country Grammar, really big into Nellyville. And I guess after that, the singles were the only things that really were up in my face somewhere. Mm. Well, I need to check out that sweat and suit record. There were a lot of, there were a lot of good, uh, guest appearances on there that I was unfamiliar. I was that, but yeah, I just lost touch with, unfortunately, but that's what happens. That's true. So what, what other conversations do we have yesterday before technical difficulties kicked in? Remember? I don't, I don't remember at all. I don't either. Mm. It's not a good thing. 
Well, let me ask you this. I'm listening. If you, let me, <laughs> if you had the money and you wanted to throw yourself, say, a birthday party, you had the money to book any band you want, who would you book right now? And we're talking about 2020 in the midst of a pandemic. You're probably going to piss some people off because you're doing it, but you can afford them. Who would you book? I'd ha you'd have to give me some time to think on that one. So Kirk Cousins, the quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings. Okay, so I seen that he was trending, but I wasn't sure why. Well, he's trending for a couple of reasons. The first reason is, is he kind of, he kind of, in an interview or some sort of thing, he brushed off COVID saying like, if I get it, I get it. I'll be fine. I'll deal with it. Okay. That type of thing. But he was kind of, but the context of what he was saying was, I'm wearing a mask out of respect for other people, right? Okay. If you don't see me with a mask on, don't worry about me. I'm not worried about if I get COVID, that type of thing. He kind of like put his own foot in his mouth, I feel. Okay. So people were pissed, obviously. Um, but then I saw a story. Apparently, he tried to book Creed for his birthday party, which I thought, God, that sounds about right. <laughs> it's, like, of all the people you've seen denying the whole wearing a mask thing, I would say a lot of them would probably book Creed for their birthday party, right? That could be a stereotype, yes. I, I will give you that. <laughs> Why? Okay, is Creed still considered a band, or did they break up along the way somewhere? I think they're I think they're laying down hot tracks as we speak, dude. Okay, so really, <laughs> what do you? Pretty sure. You really? They're putting out music right now. I'm pretty sure. Let's see. How was the? Okay, so Alter Bridge, they're connected to Creed somehow, right? Was it a guitarist that's the? Of Creed, that's the singer for Alter Bridge. The guitarist is that is that right? Mark Tremonti. So he was the guitarist for Creed. And now he's the lead. He's the lead singer for Alter Bridge. No, no, he plays guitar in Alter Bridge. Oh, okay. So that's the, the only, lead singer. That's the only connection to Creed. The only connection between Alter Bridge and Creed is that guitarist. There might be other members from Creed. Let me check. Uh, yeah, the singer's name is Miles Kennedy. For Alter Bridge. Um, okay. I don't really know what he did. Uh, it doesn't look like... So you're saying that Alter Bridge might be the only credible thing that he's done? Or that we might know? Okay. So here we go. Uh, after their former band Creed became inactive in 2003, Tremonti and drummer Scott Phillips formed a new band with former bandmate... Brian Marshall on bass and new member Miles Kennedy. There you go. <laughs> I'm okay. sure that is a great weight off okay, your mind. Then. <laughs> I appreciate I'm it. Sure, I'm sure you're going to be able to go on with your day now, now that you know that. Regardless, uh, regardless though, Creed No would not have been my first pick. Wouldn't it have been your go-to? I don't think so, no. Even though they've sold over 10 million albums of... Even even though Human Clay sold over ten million albums, you don't give a shit. I don't think so. I'd probably probably go Smash Mouth. <laughs> they did so well at Sturgis. It's fine, but you might get COVID. That's true. 
So I had um, something weird. Our last episode, I posted a clip on Instagram, and I think one of my hashtags was Sturgis, and I had some Sturgis like coalition like my post and then start following me. Like, gee, I really hope they didn't listen to the episode because we don't really talk nicely about Sturgis. <laughs> what did the- whatever? That's the power of social media. So the clip, oh, the, the clip was about the bartender wearing the masks as a bra, right? Oh, that's right. So maybe they thought it was like I don't. I don't think we were demeaning in the clip, but I know oh, that. I but but, <laughs> but it was more about towards the girl, and then I, I remember I was trying to put an age on like who was at Sturgis. Cause I think I said, you'd think about like 40 to 60 year old people, you know, guys would be at Sturgis. Yeah. I don't know if that was offensive or not. Hopefully, hopefully that coalition isn't after you now. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I don't remember what they were called, but I was, I thought it was funny. I was like, well, all right. Did you see? Um, so I'm pretty sure he's trending now, but Kanye West, he put out, <laughs> He posted on social media basically saying he's he was named by some media outlet as the the wealthiest or richest male celebrity on the planet right now. And he so he posted a picture of that of him like getting out of a fucking Lamborghini or something. And his post was basically like, this is a good start. And so many people are ripping him on Twitter right now being like, hey, asshole, people don't have jobs. We don't need to hear about. How much money you have, dickhead? Like, um, people understand that he is out of his mind, right? I hope. he really is like mentally ill. Like, it, it's that, not. It is. Is him and Kimmy getting divorced? Is that did I hear that? How are you up on all of this? That this was a that was a gossip? question. I, no I thought I, I heard that. I have no idea. I could not tell you. Okay. The thing that worries me the most, and I might have said it on here before, is that when Kanye was going to try to run for president, it worried me because I know there are a lot of people out there who would vote for him. Yeah. Well, maybe I, maybe I don't know, but he, he is out of his mind. One. I think there are many people who irrationally would have gone when they saw that he was running for president go, fuck yeah, I'm voting for Kanye. He's got it figured out. Those are the same people that did that when Donald Trump ran for president. <laughs> So yes, those people do exist. However, I don't think the power of Kanye will be as powerful as the power of Donald Trump with an entire Republican Party on his side. I think that's the difference. Although it could have been fun to watch some debates with Kanye. I'll I'll say that. I mean, it would have been entertainment. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, but he he really is mentally ill. He he needs help. For sure. But I was going to ask you, would it surprise you if they got divorced? No. So who at this point has she been married to? She's been married. She's been married to Chris Humphreys, the NBA former NBA player. Is that it? I don't have a clue. Kanye only her second wife. Look at us was discussing she, was, the was Kardashians. She, was she married to the dude that she had the tape with? Ray J. Yeah. No, I think Ray J was just putting it on her, and he got out <laughs> quickly. He got. He was smart. He got out of there swiftly. <laughs> With no, with no harm done to his career at all. <laughs> Other people haven't been so fortunate. Um, 
I don't know. I don't like how we're discussing this, but shit, let's run with it. Kim Kardashian husband. Do you know who Chris Humphreys is? No, Did I, I don't. You went completely blank when I said that name. Uh-huh. Should I know who he is? No, not really. I mean, if you didn't know who he was because of Kim Kardashian, you probably wouldn't because he was a C-level NBA player. Oh, okay. He was like a, he was like a bench guy. For who? Um, For who? So was really goofy looking. Uh, so she was married to a guy named Damon Thomas from 2000 to 2004. Then Chris Humphreys, then Kanye. Dang. Who is this guy? Damon Thomas is a music producer best known for his work with Harvey Mason Jr. and their production group, The Underdogs. The pair of work with high-profile artists, high-profile artists like Lionel Richie, Pink, Chris Brown, and R. Kelly. There you go. Kim Kardashian was married to him. No idea. You know what I just realized? And I'm not disappointed in it, but I have not heard anything about Caitlyn Jenner in a long time. Good. As I said, I'm not disappointed. I guess because yeah. I guess because Kanye's taking all that thunder right now. What what is there to say about her though? I don't know. Apparently, there was everything to say about her for a year. But yeah, but that I mean that's we've transitioned, no pun intended, so far into the tra- <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> We've awesome. transitioned so far into the trans conversation that she's not big news anymore. You know? So because she did what she did and now it's more accepted, now she's yeah. not as big of a deal because like she made it a big deal for it not to be a big deal and now that it's not a big deal, we don't hear about her anymore. Precisely. Interesting. Also, we never should have. Because <laughs> she's a She's a lughead, a trans, a transsex, trans. What's the proper word? I don't have a clue. Transgendered, transgendered female that doesn't believe in gay marriage. Take a hike. That's all I got to say. That's nuts. Take a hike. I believe maybe she's come out into the public and changed her, her opinion on that. But I know she was avidly in the media speaking against gay marriage for a long time before. Right. I think while, I think while she was still Bruce and then shortly after she became Caitlin, she was like, yeah, I don't believe in gay marriage. So yeah, take a hike. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like the Kardashians is a good stopping point. We just, we've done this again. This is the second time on this podcast we've talked to Kardashians for more than a couple of minutes. We both <laughs> have love, issues. I love the serious face that you gave. <laughs> like I am, hey. I am thoroughly disappointed. <laughs> I am, but before before we go, you got big plans this weekend? Moving. I think I knew that. That's why I asked. So that sounds fun. No, it's not. This Are is you good. moving completely? Uh, no. We have till the 25th to get out of our, to be out of our house. And we're in the process of buying my parents' place. And this is going to be like a big roundabout thing all weekend to where I'm going to be taking a trailer to their house to move stuff to a storage shed, then coming to my house to load stuff up and take it to their house. And it's going to be a 
big circle all weekend long trying to get things moved. It's going to be a blast. Gotcha. Do you have big plans? No, not at all. Not at all. I keep forgetting that it's Labor Day weekend. Oh, yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. So I was going to, well, I don't know. I'll probably just uh, spend time at the pool before it closes. What pool? Your parents' pool? My parents' pool. Nice. Easy Maybe. place to go. I, I've you... discovered that the uh, the little dude likes to be naked in the pool. So oh, we're going cool. to let him live it up. Just like, <laughs> just... Another thing where he's just like his daddy, huh? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> I was going to say, too, if you need help moving, uh, don't call me. I didn't plan on it. Okay. <laughs> I know better than that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get out of here. Perfect. We're out. <laughs>